Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Podcast. The Birmingham League Show. For your latest dose of all things Birmingham League cricket. And welcome back to, well, and welcome back. (laughs) (laughs) Cheers, mate. I love it. Love it. (laughs) And welcome back to the Cow Corner Podcast, Birmingham League Show, episode seven. And tonight I am joined by Sam Whitney of Bridge North CC, Will Parton of Shrewsbury Cricket Club, and new to the podcast and someone who I've been looking forward to coming on and someone I've been begging to come on for a long time. My good friend from Wem Cricket Club, Andy Harrison. Welcome, Andy. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah. So, Andy, a first season for yourself with Wem Cricket Club, having signed in the winter, and a first season for Wem in the Birmingham League, and a very successful one at that. Yeah, move for a nice, nice challenge. Uh, different league, much, much a different standard to what I've been playing in the past. Uh, obviously, we spoke before about I, I played in the Birmingham League with Sentinel before, but this is another another step up. And uh, how did you get to- on? <laughs> finish, <laughs> finish below Bridge North. Um, but I think you'll come up with that later. Um, yeah, it was a it was a, a tough season, great season, great challenge, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll get into it, shall we? And uh, have a good chat about it. Yeah. So, Sam. And Will, obviously been on the podcast before. Nice to have you back. Nice to be back around the podcast. Yeah, very good to be back. It's actually been almost a year for me because I didn't do the last one. So my last pod was the Christmas special, 2020. <laughs> oh, what a night that was. It was a great <laughs> night. A very so good night. Good. Have you only just recovered, have you? <laughs> I have, yeah. <laughs> I've only just got over the meat sweats from the meat platter that we had to do. <laughs> I've only just got over the hangover that I had. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got over Swifty singing High School Musical. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you get the uh, the uh, waiting staff involved? No, it was another table, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was I, think we, I think we got like, told off at the end. Yeah, we, we did. They said you got to cut the singing out. It was like one more, please. We're like, oh, go on, then one more. 
Soaring every five minutes. <laughs> Bit more of a tamer affair tonight with no Matt Swift, but yeah, I think we'll start with Division Two. And yeah, why not? Let's start with Bridge North and Wem, given that you boys are both here. So, differing starts to the season. Wem starting like a house on fire, leading the way at one point, and Bridge North not such a great start considering how good a season you had in the Graham Williamson Group 1 the season before. Both finding yourselves in mid table on equal, well, basically level on the uh, average points per game. So, first of all, what are our thoughts on the average points per game? And happy that that's decided the position of the league um yeah f- for me i mean it, it didn't really it didn't really um make a difference because we didn't have any games called off due to covid so yeah it didn't make much difference i think it it confused a lot of people trying to figure out where um where guys were going to be and they'd look at the table and just see that we were ahead of a team but didn't have as many points so i think a few people got a bit confused but yeah in the end i think i think it was probably the fairest way of doing it so yeah in the end. Yeah, I think looking at the points in general overall, I think the only team who finished lower was Harborn and Wolverhampton, really. So, overall, uh, Andy, your first season in the Birmingham League, feel like it's a good reflection on the league? Yeah, it made sense in the end. Um, at the time, uh, we, we unfortunately got called off against Himley, I think it was twice. Um, we didn't fancy that one. We didn't fancy it. <laughs> you know, they, they were up there at the start. We thought, nah, we'll take average points. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and, and, and Hell's Owen, wasn't it? Uh, oh, Hell's Owen, yeah, yeah. We didn't want to play there either. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, no, the, him, the one him <laughs> the game was rained off, wasn't it? It was, it was rained off. Uh, but, yeah, it, it worked out well in the end. Uh, and as you say, we, we started off like a train. Really good start to the season. Uh, being our first season in the league, it's hard to sort of know what you're, what you're looking to do, really. Obviously... Uh, if the club's being honest, staying up was the the plan. Um, but we did say we were starting off, we wanted to go up, we wanted to get promoted. That's That was the aim. I think every club's got to aim like that. You can't start and say, let's just stay up and scrape it. The attitudes were fantastic. And, you know, I mean, just just being picked by Bridge North on alphabetical order, by the way, um, was uh, it was frustrating. But again... Sick for your first time in the league. I think Bri- it was the head-to-head. Oh, was it? Was it head-to-head? Was it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was bo- some. You're yeah. boring bowling. <laughs> um, I think it was. Uh, I think it was you against uh, Dave Exel. That last oh, ball, shut think, up! Right? Would you? We'll, we'll talk about this later, by the way. <laughs> was that was try, there a bit of try. an interesting game between Bridge North and Wembley? Uh, we let's let's just get out of the way. Let's get out of the way. We were tying. <laughs> I was thirty not out, seeing it like a beach ball, and tried to hit. I tried to hit. Yeah, I tried to hit a Yorker for six to the moon. The Dave Exel accidental Yorker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we'll, we'll get past that. Mile we'll an hour Yorker. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure that would have been on its way down. You could have met it after. Yeah. Probably. I think it was his, his quicker ball, 47 mile an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that extra two beat me. <laughs> two mile an hour quicker than you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm already enjoying this pod. <laughs> Welcome, Andy. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think we would have taken a tie at five for five. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, you should, you should, you should have won it in the end. No, really, you should have won it. You got back in the game, and yeah, that no, was a good game, yeah. wasn't it? That no, was good. If, so you hadn't, if you hadn't bowled so many pies, I think, uh, <laughs> I think you'd have bowled us out, to be honest. Sounds just like Chandler. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's not here. Got to make up for him. Replace Chandler. Let's get Zimmer on. 
so Sam, yeah, Bridge North last season, fantastic season by all accounts. Uh, a bit disappointed or quite happy with uh, finishing fifth this season? I think with um, the kind of the team we had out most of the season, with you know a lot of injuries all through the season, and Quani, he's a he's a massive player for us. He kind of leads the ball and attack. He missed the first four or five, so it was a bit of a bit of a shaky start, and then. You know, and then I miss four or five in the middle where, you know, with the red ball, that kind of where I come into it a little bit. Yeah, looking at it, we obviously after the Graham Williamson when we, we started really well in that and then kind of petered off, but and a couple of new guys coming in, it was just, just giving them a bit of a chance to settle. And then, yeah, we we ended up finishing quite strongly and ended up finishing above Wem, so I was pretty mm. happy with that. <laughs> in Division Two, from both of your perspective, do you think that there were particular teams who benefited from white ball and red ball cricket were there any teams who <laughs> oh, performed yeah. better one, with the white ball than they did with the red out a little bit yeah <laughs> <laughs> no when we're definitely very very good with the white ball they they just kind of got they're, they're set up for it they've got that sort of team where they all come out and and hit the ball hard if the ball's up there they they try and hit it for six and and they've got bowlers that just hit you know back of a length and um, they just play really positive cricket, so was, I wasn't surprised where they ended up in the season. I mean, I, I think everyone was surprised the way they started, and you know, come the last three or four weeks, they had a chance of win, uh, going up. But um, them surviving in the league, I, I, I no doubt that was going to happen because I knew they were going to surpri- surprise a few people. Speaking to a few clubs, and like a lot of them didn't have a clue, you know, where when was and. Didn't know anything about their players. I had a lot of players messaging me asking, you know, what do their bowlers do? What do their batters do? I said, well, most of their batters just try and hit every ball for six. Ollie Rusby said that. Didn't Five he? day vessels, I heard someone <laughs> said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ollie Rusby, when he came on, he was like, I have no idea where Wem is, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. But, but I um, still don't. <laughs> yeah. I wish I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't agree more with, with what he just said, really. Um, looking at, looking at Wem. Um, from a playing perspective, uh, definitely uh, a different side in the white ball, play a lot more positively. I think the red ball, we took a, a lot more working out, although we played red ball all the season before. Oh, no, two seasons ago. Um, that is horrible, mate. You're going to break it tough there. Oh, yeah, God's sake. Sam's a machine. He's opening most of them. Are <laughs> <laughs> the ones he's got left. Um, but, yeah, I think, um, I think the white ball, certainly um, we, we benefited the most from in the league, I would say. Pretty much all the rest were pretty consistent and about the same, really. So, Will, question for you. What characteristics do a side need to be successful in white ball compared to that of a side that is successful in red ball, do you think? I think you need a little bit of, uh, a little bit of consistency because in red ball, I think you can come up and bowl a lot of overs and get away with some stuff and you've got time. But uh, you need confidence you need the sort of no fear attitude in it. It's not it's not a great deal different, in all honesty. The the white ball swung and did so much it wasn't I think a lot of people came out and thought that, you know, it's crash bound wallet. The ball does go further. It does go to the boundary more. You get away with more if you slightly catch one not quite in the middle. You you normally get the benefit of the doubt as a batsman, whereas the other way around with the red ball that's I honestly I'd say that is the only difference mm. um, but obviously you get the wides in red ball um, in white ball you don't in red or down leg side and things like that you mm. just need to be able to be a little bit more consistent 
especially I think it I really think it's harder for a spinner. Mm. I think because I don't think I, the agree. Ball, I don't yeah. I don't think the ball turned as much. I think it skid on as much. If you bowl a loopy ball which turns in red ball, you can't bowl that ball as much in white ball. Mm-hmm. Um because if you do catch it slightly, it's just gonna be the infield. Mm. So I think that's the only real difference. You've got to be able to you gotta learn how to get out of your overs as a bowler in white ball more than red ball. I did I find I did find the, the sort of bowlers that bowl more darts were better in the white ball yeah, than I think so. the like the likes of Sam. I think it, so. it, it's a lot a lot more difficult for him. It's a lot more difficult for him. I think it's just probably <laughs> because if you try and come up and tee up that it just behaves slightly differently yeah, in the exactly, air and yeah. off the ground, that's all it is. Mm. And like you could bowl the same ball with a red ball, the same amount of revs, exactly the same action, the red ball might dip and yeah. bounce differently, mm-hmm. bounce less maybe and land a bit, little bit shorter, mm. whereas the white ball might travel a little bit further just because of what it is. It lasts so much longer. There's more lacquer on the ball, a little bit, mm. you know, a little bit more weight, so it'll just fly through the air a bit, 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 bit fuller, bounce a bit more, and probably come off the middle of the bat, mm. whereas the other one might just catch the outside mm. of the bat and not get a run off it. <coughs> it's, it's little things like that, but you've, um, it's tough because we were, we're not great. We've never been as a club since I've been a great like short-form game cricketers, and our white ball wasn't great. This year at all, mm. but we didn't play. I don't think any too differently between red and white ball. It's just the results swing slightly mm. differently depending on how you play. Do you think it's brought much to the league this year? I think it. Well, different. I think it's definitely different. I think it's. I don't think there are many against it, and I think um, it's it's definitely something new for everybody. So it's hard to say what it's brought. You know, I think there's a lot of positives to take from it. I think it's fun. I think everyone enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, playing with the white ball, seeing what it would do. It's hard because nobody knew what it would do. When we played that first, we played our first game. We had no idea. We never bowled with the white jukes ball. Some of us had never played with the white ball. So it's like, what, what do you, what do you expect? You know, what's going to come out of this? And turns out it, it did loads, mm-hmm. and it would yeah ended up having to play. A completely different game of cricket than you would have done with the red ball, which swung later. But you could see it earlier. I don't know. It's just it's very different. Mm. It is very different. I think it's positive. I do think it's positive, and I I like the split. I do like the split. Obviously, as cricketers that have been playing in the league for a long time, you and Sam, um, like obviously coming into it as someone new who's never played fifty-five overs, um, I found it really, really different. I. I it's something that I've never experienced before, obviously, with the leniency with the wides, uh, which it did baffle me a little bit because I thought to myself, well, with all the all the wides, they'd probably bowl 50 overs. <laughs> we could just play 50 well, overs. Thing, yeah. yeah, 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 because you end up bowling, you, you probably bowl 52 overs. Yeah, yeah, I found it baffling, but um, is it something that you agree should, should carry on the 55 overs? I mean, I always argue this. Mm. I really do argue it. But I think there's... Um, their scope to make it more towards win lose draw as mm-hmm. an actual proper declaration cricket like they play down south maybe there might be a little bit of scope for that because it is very similar to the 50 overs yeah but you do get the element of the game like i think if they want to consider this league as a gateway yeah to the next and i've talked about this before and everyone's probably really bored of hearing me say it and talking yeah. about it but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but i'm interested by the way yeah but so shut up, you. <laughs> we had. I've got it on my sheet here. We had like three teams nine down this year. Yeah. If you've got a young side out, 
if all they know how to do is bowl with a white ball and they just got to reduce the side, they don't know what field to set, they don't know how to bowl to take wickets, they don't know. It's completely different cricket. Mm. We had like, what, 15 overs at somebody to try and get the last three wickets. It's completely different. Where do I put my field? Where do I bowl? You know, what sort of things am I trying to do? Am I trying to restrict runs while winning the game at the mm. same time? It, it's completely different cricket. Whereas if that was white ball, or I just you just stick everyone out. Who cares if they if the game peters out and they don't get the runs, or they don't get the runs. It's as simple as that. Completely different cricket. Um, it might not. People say it's not great for spectators. Like I'm fine if the six people watching didn't enjoy right, it. Exactly. I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> I don't care. I really enjoy it. Like j- in that situation, do I put a short? Like do you put a short leg in? Do I put a catcher in here? Yeah. Do I need three slips? Do I need a gully? It's like it, it makes it so it, much more interesting exciting, than just yeah. when, doing defensive when, cricket. And when you get that wicket, it's, like, it's, it's, oh, it's great. They're it? the best yeah. games to win. I'm yeah, sure so a, a 50 over game, which goes to the wire and both teams could win, is a great game. But that yeah. could happen in 55 overs. Of course it can. But being the team to actually physically have to bowl, not just restrict them, win the game. You're not looking to stop the other team being slightly less good as you. You're looking yeah. to win the game. I'm better than that other team. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. Well, we, I was going to say, I was going to bring up before, we, we played in the 55 overs in, the, in the, um, the red ball and we played Wolverhampton at home and Wemmer's pitch was reported, it was, I think it come come last on the, the pitches, which I think was pretty fair. Um, we yeah. are, we're, we're working hard on the pitch, but it's, uh, it, you could say it's a home advantage at times. But we posted, I think it was something around two, three, four, and uh, I never forget we had them a couple down early on, and I think their number th- number three or four I, I can't remember who it was. Charlie. Um, no, it would have been it would have been Charlie actually. I think it might have been Charlie. And they if turned around and said, forever, they turned around and said, I don't think we're chasing this on here. And I thought to myself, if that was white ball. They'd have gone hell for leather and they'd have won it. In you my reckon? in my opinion, I think yeah. it's a different game. Com- oh, such it's a different game. Yeah, yeah, it that's, is. And that's the. That's I think that's why it's positive. Yeah. It's it, like it. Like you, like you said, if if it was all red ball, do you think you'd have had as good a season? I I think it would have been yeah completely different. Yeah, I, I, think I so. it, It's hard really because I think we would have. I think we would finished higher if I, it was all red ball personally. Yeah. But I don't see that as a negative for the whole game. Yeah, I think it shows that that's going to be more types of cricket. Mm. We're going to play more twenty twenties, more cup games. If that's the way the game is moving forward and all the leagues going to happen, you're going to have to learn how to play that cricket. I think everyone's going to have to learn how to play that cricket. Yeah. So I just see it as a, as a way that we've got to just improve. Yeah. Like, this is the type, we've played this cricket for a long time, this is how we've won games, we can't win games like that anymore. No. Now we've got to do something different. It's, it's um, f- for Wem, obviously, coming into a new side, obviously we started in the white ball and it, they just felt at home. Yeah. Almost, you look at it and think, if it was red ball, white ball, red ball, it could have been a really interesting season. Do you think it, maybe it's, there's a part of the mindset though? Like it yeah. might actually, if you took... If the red ball behaved exactly the same as the white ball did, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, do you think that players would play the same way? It, it, it yeah, changes you everything. I mean? doesn't if it? it was a fifty-five, yeah, still yeah. fifty overs, and it, we hadn't yeah. changed the rules, and the white ball, the game played exactly as it was, same pitch, the ball behaved the same, but the yeah. purely the fact that it, you knew you were playing with a red ball, and it might do something different. Yeah. Do you think teams would play the same way? <laughs> Or do you think it's purely the fact that they I reckon, know? I reckon we might have bowled you out that day. <laughs> yeah. if, if, if it was a white ball, then yeah. I, I don't think you would have blocked it as much. I, I well, never, it's, I never, a, it's yeah. a mentality thing, isn't it? I think it's I think changed people's mentality a little bit. I, w- I walked yeah. off the pitch against Bridge North at home, and me and um, 
Tom Astley, yeah, who, Tom, and you you know me, Tom Astley. We are just we go out there and hit the ball. We were so confused. Twi- we batted twenty five overs for you, twenty runs. You meant to go out and hit the ball? Yeah. Oh well, that changes everything. Yeah, it changes it a lot. I can believe it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 that's where I've been going wrong all this time. I must I must say a few. You told me that ten years ago. That's me actually being serious. A few, vo- yeah. a few voices from the Bridge North team did settle me down a bit. I, I was going to say, I am not getting out. I was gonna <laughs> say, no <laughs> chance. <laughs> I was going to say, as soon as Greg has started getting out, yeah, I think uh, you were just like, well, I ain't, get, I ain't, getting, I, out. I, I ain't getting out today. I don't care what happens. Even with him breathing in my face, going, hit me, hit me, <gasps> hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. I can't believe you didn't try try and oh, smash one. It's like, what, who's, who's the singer? Hit me with your rhythm. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> hit, hit me. He was, hit me. He was stood from, from me to you away. <laughs> Breathing at me. Never seen like it. Never seen like it. He was. He really was. Yeah. Rabid. Yeah. Do you know what I called him that Not day? Not a fandom. Do you know what I called him that day? A whopper. That's all I said. You're, I said, mate, you're a whopper. And he went off. <laughs> Gone. Gone ski. <laughs> Got him. My best friend. My best friend. Anyway, <laughs> let's... <laughs> I thought you'd like a Whopper. <laughs> <laughs> a nice greasy Whopper. No. That's the after hours podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, back on to Division 2. <laughs> anyway, yeah, back on to Division 2. So, Wem, one of the two promoted sides finishing mid-table. Unfortunately, not as successful this season are Pelsall, who finished 11th and have got relegated with a team who possibly we wouldn't have suggested would have got relegated at the start of the season, Ozzestry. Dorridge and Wolverhampton obviously avoiding the drop with Harborn. So general thoughts about that, guys? I think I think with Ozzestry, well, after the first game against Harborn, they were going to win the league. And I think they just got a bit too much. It just, I don't know, they just got a little bit cocky and it all just imploded. Out of nowhere, really. I didn't see him playing against them because I don't know anything. Well, the first, well, we played them, so they smashed, they smashed Harborn first game of the season. Lockers got 150. And I think we played them second game. Exel got 170, and then no, no, Exel got 150. We got 300, and then Warwick was 170 not out. I thought I nicked him off on 70. He didn't walk. Um, <laughs> Just putting that out there. You didn't actually have to mention that. <laughs> and, and, and to be honest, yeah, he's never going to walk. No. So it was you just, need to stop so texting that to it me. Was well. just, it, was just, <laughs> it was just bad. It was just bad umpiring. Um, they, uh, and then, yeah. <laughs> Get that off the pod. <laughs> the views are Sam Whitney. Hang on. Let's look at I've got a, I'm Stato today. Let's go to the game and see the umpire. Anyway, sorry, Sam. Do you continue? I don't even know what you said then. Um, yeah, and then Warwick was 170 not out. 21 to win, three overs left. Charlie Walker comes in, young lad. Not played much first-team cricket. Cleans him up, gets um, gets a wicket the next ball, and we won by about seven or eight mm. runs. And and then from there, I think they just... I don't know. I just, I just don't know what happened to them. Um, they just fell out. A, lot, a few players stopped playing. Um, Lockers ended up not playing quite a lot of the last... Last third of the season, they Ex- all Ex- the games that Warwick didn't score runs, take wickets, they lost. Yeah, yeah. Exy, Exy didn't bowl. There was just a lot. There was just a lot going on. Like, mm. They've got some good kids coming for, through. For, as well, for some, for someone very new uh, to the league, playing against Oswestry, I I thought um, 
they had a lot of personalities in one team. I, I think there's just too many personalities in one side there. And, I, you know, they didn't clash and fall out, I don't think. But I think they have too many players that want to, I'm not like saying they're selfish, but players that want to do it for themselves and win a game instead of working as a team. And Do you know what I mean? Yeah, trying think, to win think, a game as a team, and I think with I think with Warwick in charge, he kind of he kind of a little bit expects really high standards, and yeah, it, and because obviously how how good a cricketer he is, he expects everyone to be at that level, and and it's tough because I mean, not many are at his level. But he's he's got his stats in the Premier League are just ridiculous. ridiculous yeah, yeah. it's mental the amount of runs and wickets he's taken, even this season when they. Gone down. He's probably been top three or four run scorers, top three or four wicket takers. I bet. Yeah. Here's a question yeah. for you. Then, do you think Warwick will be staying at Oswestry Street next season? I've heard a rumour he is. Moving on. There's rumours he is. Yeah. Well, uh, be surprised. Uh, I th- I've got I think a very uh, drunk Chris Morrell messaging me, telling uh, telling me that Warwick's batting three for Shifnal next year. <laughs> <laughs> the incentive's still there at Oswestry. But Muzzer's told him. Muzzer said he's not playing because. Uh, he won't play in the same team as him. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I don't, I, I don't think he should stay. I think a player of that standard, you know, you've got to play as high as you can while you can. But he's played for that club for a very long time, and I'm sure he would want to get him straight back up, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah but you, you look at where he is career-wise with his family and his age. He's not yeah. old, but at that age, you get to a certain point in your, in your club cricket, amateur cricket, mm. where you're like. <laughs> Is it, do I? Is that incentive still going to be there at this Someone club? And if it's it. not, <laughs> you know, is this something I really want to be spending my time with on the weekend when I could be doing something else? Yeah, understand that. I think, I think the cl- the club could do with it. I don't know how. I would have thought there'll be a few departures. Um, I certainly think. I mean, um, you brought up the, the game you played against. They rolled us at their place, and young Harry Darley and Alex Selby bowled absolutely superb. Um, they didn't bowl so well at our place, but you know you can see something there. And they're young lads, and I think them young lads next season playing in the Shropshire Prem will have probably a bigger role to play than they had before. Mm. So a lot of the lads that played and will probably leave. That's just giving a young lad an, an opportunity, mm. and I think I think they'll have Some, enough. Sometimes Do you think that they'll clear house. Do you think that they'll clear house, play youth? I think they could, could have a good mix. I think. Mm. Like sometimes you can see it as a blessing in disguise, can't you? You can like well actually, if you we said it this year is like if you're not good enough to be in the league then you're not good enough mm. but take the opportunity to get better and use the experience and improve yourself and come mm. back stronger but um, I see I also see it like quite disappointing if you remember the at the end of our season review at the end of last year and we were very positive about Oswestry I think we are, um, when they beat us we were like well actually they've they got some good cricketers here. They got some promise. They got. It looks like they've got some some lads who mm. can progress and push the club forward. I think we were quite positive. So mm. the end result is a little bit of a surprise. If you would, if you'd have said at the start of the season that show me their stats, this is mm. how this club's going to finish. I I would have been surprised. So outside of the bottom two, you've got Dorridge, Wolverhampton, Harborn. I mean, with Wolverhampton, Harborn, I guess it's more to do with the fact that they're down there because of the average points. But are we surprised to see those three sides down in like the bottom five area? I think Wolverhampton didn't have quite a bad first half. Mm. Um, second half, I if I remember rightly, they had a 
a player come in for about five, six games and score quite a few runs. Overseas, yeah, they? left arm opener. And He's a good player. I think they, yeah, I don't know. How, for, for, for me, Only Wolf one ball. Wolverhampton, how are you going? Oh, you're really Caught a long arm. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. He, he, was, he was quite aggressive though, wasn't he? Yeah. He was aggressive. Um, but looking at like Wolverhampton, Again, they just they didn't look quite quite all there against us. They, they had a bad game at our place. Um, away they beat us quite. I, f- I think they looked a better side second half of the season. Um, I think with Wolverhampton, they I think there was a lot there was a lot going on with maybe the captaincy and like leaders in in the in yeah. the team. And then I think like second half of the season, as soon as Will Neal kind of took over, and he's a he's a good lad. Well, isn't he's a like, top player as well. So I think as soon as he kind of took over, I think yeah, they um they got a lot better as the season went on, and yeah, I've been very surprised if they went down. They've but certainly got the personnel yeah, at the club. I, I mean, the likes of Ch- I know Charlie. Charlie's a lovely lad. He's top cricketer. They got they got four or five really really top cricketers. If they can get a couple in around them, maybe get a couple of signings in. I think I think that's uh, what they'll do as well. Yeah, they, they've always been a club that will invest. So yeah, I think. Yeah, the, the pro coming in made a massive difference, and as soon yeah. as you know, if they have him from the start of the season, they'll be they'll be pushing top of the table. And mm. if you look, they only won three games in the first half of the season, but they also had three abandoned. <laughs> so Bene- like Benedict a, over here. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, like, I'm I am stato today, but like that that's good. If you have three abandoned games, it's, you're going to struggle. You like you got to look at them as three game possible games to win, aren't you? Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that is true. There's their games really you could have picked up more points. Mm. You know. I think Harborn, we we beat them quite convincingly. I think in the in the white ball, um, but they beat us away from home again. They got got some talented players. They got an overseas over who was uh, was he uh, goal? Swap, no, good, yeah, like he scored. Yeah, he scored over a thousand runs the year before. Well, well we before. obviously being new to the league, I, I never forget we turned up at our place and one of our lads said, "Oh, this lad scored, got the highest score in the Ranji Trophy, three hundred and fifty runs in one game." And we were thinking, "Oh, God, what are we doing in this bloody league?" Anyway, we I think Dan Dan Cohen was bowling. We chucked a deep extra cover. <laughs> he smashed a half volley straight down his throat. <laughs> we were like, "All right, okay, we're okay, we'll be fine." We, we ended up. I think we, we beat them convincingly in the end. To be fair, yeah, mm. they've got they've got some good cricketers. They, they have. Yeah, they've got a good good seam attack. And the thing is, when you go to Harbour, and it's such a Strange, so different yeah. it's so small yeah, um, yeah. straight that great one pitch side. though yeah. yeah really nice pitch, pitch. Right. it's been there really nice place while, to play cricket yeah. our overseas said it was the best expensive. pitch best pitch of the season yeah. best, yeah. best deck uh, I've never seen they know though, how to play there I've never it's, seen yeah. a bloke try and flick one over square leg and edge it for six straight and it was massive well it looked massive it was half of a tree <laughs> And the trees are big. They are big. It went 45 metres. Yeah, it, went. La- it looked big. Yeah. The last first team game I played there, I was still at Wellington. And Swifty brought him up in the last podcast. It was Ian Butler who was their pro. And he was bolt- he was uh, New Zealand at the time, bowling 90 mile an hour. And I was 14, 15 or something in playing the ones at Wellington. Like, not played much cricket at all. And uh, I like I couldn't get a bat on. It was, it's far too quick. And he's there in your face, breathing in your face, telling you how shit you are. And it's like, yeah, this is great. Literally bowl one ball on the stumps, mate. And I will miss it. It's like, <laughs> it's like that's all it is. And there was a guy at the other end bowling 45 mile an hour in swingers to me. And I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it literally, I, I, I was early on one and chipped it straight to mid on. Off I go. Yeah. And, uh, but all, the, all I remember is eventually he learned his lesson. And uh, we used to have a guy who ended up, I can't remember what club he went to. It was, um, uh, Grandad, we used to call him Simon. And, um, 
he was at Wellington for a while and then he went, right, went to Barnt Green. Mm. And Moeller was at the other end, <laughs> Steve Moles. <laughs> and he's bowling rapid and he's having a go. Moeller probably doesn't really want to be facing that <laughs> on a Saturday. We know the rain's coming. <laughs> it's like it was going to rain that day. And he's just started to calm down. So he slowed his pace. I thought, if I bowl more line length, I'll get more wickets. And he had, so he's just calmed down. He's overpitched one to Simon. And he's just lent on it. It's gone straight back past Butler for four down the ground. And he's, you know, when you run to the other end, you have to tap your bat at the other end. As he's tapped his bat and he's walking back to his mark, he went, sorry about that, mate. <laughs> yeah. <Just> blew up. <laughs> he blew up. <laughs> you, you. <laughs> like, like next ball, it's like ping straight past Moller's ear. And he's like, Simon, you dick. <laughs> we get we get rolled and then it, they're like, then you know that it rains and they're all in their pads trying to get the game on and we're all in the car waiting to go home <laughs> I, I actually do that this season because obviously i'm not quite up with the the pace of some of the lads in the league like there's there's a handful of lads that do obviously rush you compared to playing in, in like shropshire prem cricket and uh, that adam finch played uh, at our place and he didn't bowl rapid he bowled into the pitch at when which you got that's what you got to do but he bowled line and length you couldn't hit him you just couldn't hit him. Take and then it bowled a bouncer and a Yorker. So obviously coming in at the end of the tail, the me and Dan Cohen are batting <laughs> together. And he bowled me a bumper. And I decided to hook him for four. Anyway, Dan comes down. I had a little tap of the pitch, trying to look professional. I don't know what I'm doing. I just tap it. <laughs> I've clip. seen him do it on TV. Yeah, just, just tap the pitch. And, and Dan, Michael Vaughan used to do this. And, and Dan Cohen walked up to me and just, just like looked under me and went, you're dead. Michael's you're you're dead, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I looked at him and went, yeah, but he hasn't really bowled that quick to me. Well, next ball, he fired it in. <laughs> I've got to hook it again, and it's just hit my glove. Bang! <laughs> hit the floor, we ran a single. I, I went, yeah, I'll stay at this end. <laughs> I took on the spinner. <laughs> Who did get me out? <laughs> so, quick mention. The too quick. <laughs> <laughs> quick mention for Bromsgrove in seventh, and then we've got it, our top four. Himley finishing in fourth place, which... No, given uh, the chat that Ollie was giving us at the start of the season, mm. not not too bad a finish for those the, guys. The best team I've seen. Uh, Barnard's Green in third, Kenilworth Wardens in second, and Hales Owen in first. So, Andy, what do you think about the top four? Is that how you would have had it? Well, as I said, <laughs> Himley, uh, they were brilliant. We never we never played them, unfortunately. But um, uh, Bromsgrove, I'm very surprised. At one stage, they looked in a bit of trouble. Mm. And we played away at their place and we had a reduced over game and we actually beat them. Um, I thought, I think we beat, I mean, we might beat them twice actually. I think we beat them twice. Do you um, want me to confirm that? You, you can have a look. Yeah, we might have had a winning draw at home, I'm not sure. But um, uh, they had two, who did the two batsmen play for him? It's a bit like Aggers going, go not, <laughs> don't find this bat. They have an Australian. Jaden Levitt. That's it, good and player. Yeah, he is. Ash Newfield. Yes, he's the other one. Um, I was very um, impressed. And they had, uh, what's his name, the wicketkeeper. Alex Milton. Yeah. He, he didn't do a lot against us. I don't think he played us at our place. But uh, I actually thought Bromsgrove were one of the better sides. Um, I think they've got, they've got Smith, is it, the quick left armour? Uh, he opens Gaz, a bat in. Gaz Williams. The just, just putting out they got him for two ducks this season. But he's uh, <laughs> appar- apparently, apparently right. a very good player. <laughs> Connor, if you'd like to join the pod, <laughs> <laughs> that, Connor, that would be a loose pod. Actually, that would be loose. He's, he looks a loose lad. I'd like to go on the piss with him for a day. It'd be cracking. He's a good bloke. But nah, to be fair, they, I, I thought they were very strong. They were a very strong side. They looked like a very balanced team. I think white ball, I would say they'd be a very, very strong side. Uh, 
I think that game, as I say, got reduced in overs, so it was probably probably worked in our favour actually. But this still Bromsgrove. This is still Bromsgrove, yeah. Yeah, so you beat them in white ball. Yeah. And you actually got a uh, winning draw. Winning draw at home. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, the other sides were uh, Hales Owen. Yeah, they're a very very good side. I think These deserve, deserve yeah. winners. Unfortunately, we, we early in the season we'd like to have had a look at them, um, and, and it was I think that must have been a COVID game. Uh, and then Kenilworth, I think we got a losing draw at home and then lost two later in the season, but we gave them a game and they looked a good side. Um, but Halezone were the standout side for me. Sam? Yeah, definitely. Halezone, they kind of dominated all the way through, really. They, you know, well run by Cubbo and I think they're just, their seam attack with James Rudge and Eddie Rhodes, they just complemented each other really well and they you know they probably took 80-90 wickets between them and just kind of just blew away the league I think the thing with them was just out of nowhere they'd just win games mm. I think you know like when we had them 120 for 8 Cavazzi ended up getting 150 not out Rudge came in and got 70 and they ended up getting 290 and just you're not chasing that against them so we said, didn't we, um, uh, before the season, uh, that we weren't sure why they hadn't got promoted in the past. Because you would look at their team on paper, didn't we? Said, didn't yeah. we? And it's like, uh, well, actually, this team looks like a team that should be in the Prem, mm. like Prem One, and and doing well. And it's probably uh, a long time coming. Mm. I would have thought for this club to mm. get promoted. You reckon? What even when Lockers was in there? Well, what in the twos? <laughs> 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 but they, um, <laughs> I think they, I think. Yeah, I still think they might need to invest, maybe get a couple of players in. I don't know if they'll get, like a decent overseas. Maybe, I think, obviously, they've got Charlie Morris as well, who's a contracted player. If he mm. plays a few more games, um, but he's, he's played a few more white ball games than he probably thought he, he was going to, so he didn't play that many for Hells in. But I think if they get a couple more in, they could be a very good side in the in the top division next year. And you know, with with Kubo in charge, he, he expects high standards as well. So yeah, you know they're going to be well drilled and quite a professional mm. outfit. So not 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 much gets past one beer a month. Kubo does it? Let's get him on. <laughs> I, I did hear a rumor with it must have been a couple of games to go in the league season that they were tapping up uh, Warwick. But I don't know is Cavazzi quite close with them or something? Yeah, is, I isn't mean there they, something? they played they played together at Shropshire. So you, I can imagine. Wouldn't can, he be? A, would oh. he be a good fit in their side? I think it's, it'd be like they, gravi- they gravitate towards each other. Yeah. If you're from the same sort of area, yeah. you automatically yeah. gravitate. They, it's like an instant bond. Yeah. It's in the national anthem. Are we allowed mm. to say that? <laughs> <laughs> Will can say what he wants, mate. I like it. Warwick sang um, as his initiation for Shropshire. He sang his national anthem, didn't he? Yeah, yeah he actually did it, Cabo, didn't he? So, <laughs> <laughs> did Cabo sing? Uh, I doubt it. No. no, I think he was in the, the cinema. No, I think he, he did. He, didn't he, he sing like he teenage dirtbag or something? For, for everyone's sake, from the Frankie Christmas Frankie special, Frankie I hope Mays. Chandler didn't have to sing for his initiation. No, was he that bad? No, did I think. No, I think. Yeah. No, I think. Oh yeah, I was embarrassed by that actually because <laughs> I was really, we I was, be, I was lagging behind yet. in timing. But, uh, <laughs> I like that. You stay in York. Chanda, Chanda would have played long before their uh, singing was involved. I never sang for Shrewsbury or Shropshire. I should really stick up for Chanda here, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so you're looking at... I sang like every every every, every warm-up I sang. Yeah. Just because I loved it. You end up singing along. Worst ever initiation song I've seen, Sam Ellis. 
it was an initiation song for Shrewsbury did tequila you know and it's like yeah yeah tequila yeah but it's like it's one minute it's one minute 20 seconds before they say tequila so he literally he put it on his phone and played it and we all sat in the circle and he's going he's like like that's like saying hang on hang on it's coming it's coming and he said that more than the actual song and then eventually he just went tequila then turned it off <laughs> that song is now banned. That's, <laughs> that's either got to be the best or worst. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's got to be. You've got to give it in fair play. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, no, sing, fair enough. It's so. a great idea. Yeah. yeah, for the Cheshire League. <laughs> <laughs> so. I, I've heard he's signed for Wolverhampton. Oh, I think I heard that. I know. I don't know if he has, but I think um, they were asking. <laughs> they asked us. So obviously, <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about uh, Hales Owen. Came through and played cricket. And their per- performance this season. <laughs> you got James so Rudge, who's finished top of the bowling with uh, 46 wickets. And you got Eddie Rhodes, who's Play finished up. seventh with 34 wickets. Then in second place, you've got Tommy Rex of Kenilworth Wardens, who got 44 wickets. Zainal Hassan, who got 42 wickets for Barnards Green. And you got Warwick Finn on 36 wickets for Ozzer Street. And rounding out the top five from Pelsall, Sadrian Ward with the batting oh you wanted to keep going down yeah in 10th place <laughs> with 30 wickets you've got Sam Whitney that means that yeah. and, and in 11th place <laughs> and in 11th place Andrew Harrison oh, with 30 <laughs> wickets I, I got, a, we want, I got a better economy go, and average by the way if we want to go further to Diamond Dave Exel uh, in 18th but, play, um, up. play up yeah so Going back, obviously, and then you've got DG Ball. Accidental Yorker. <laughs> Tom <Richard laughs> sixth. Charlie Home, Joe Stanley, both of Wolverhampton, eighth and ninth and 34th, respectively. So, obviously, Hells Owens bowling attack doing well there, and with the bat as well. We've got Jaden Levitt with 844 runs, an average of 52. Ben Shepherdson uh, with 840, with an average of 63. Ryan Tong with... 696 an average of 46 Swapnil Gugali with 664 an average of 36.89 and Jahar Jahal with 657 runs with an average of 36.5 and again we've got players from the top two in Ali Zalab Asif with 645 an average of 40 and Alexi Cavezi with 634 runs at 42.27. And friend of the podcast, Ollie Wes, uh, in ninth with 628 runs at an average of 44.86. So, again... And a strike rate of 37. <laughs> <laughs> he won't mind me saying that. Outside of that, obviously, we've got he the top... Do. We've got our top 10, Charlie <laughs> Homan at 10th and Whitefin at 8th. Is there, a, is there a certain person who stood out for you in Division 2 this season, a cross with the bat or the ball? The, the lad from Harborn overseas, what was his name again? Um, Swapnil. Yeah. Um, I, I did have him dropped at their place on zero. And he went on to score 100, and I've got to say it was an unbelievable 100. He looked so compact. His game just looked so easy. His float was amazing. But then Levitt was different different level as well. When he got when he was in, you're in trouble. So Levitt. Yeah, Levitt. Um, He's always up there. He always yeah. scores. When, when he scores a hundred, it's always a big hundred. Always, mm-hmm. always gets a couple of one fifties a season. He's always a eight hundred plus man. Um, I reckon player of the season for me would be maybe Zane or Hassan from Barnard's Green. I reckon mm-hmm. he's probably top five in batting and bowling. But he 
he scored a lot of runs and he scored them quickly as well. Um, good player. Um, top all rounder. Yeah. yeah. Top all rounder. Third with the ball, 14th yeah, with yeah. the bat. Very yeah. Good player. Bowl, bowling wise, took some. Third. Six or seven. Mm. Yeah. Good player. Um, also, Dorridge, maybe. Ben Shepperson. He, he looked a very good player. Well, actually, I only bowled one ball at him. You could have got it in there, mate. <laughs> what happened with that you one ball? Yeah. You get him out. Yeah. It was the accidental Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. But I reckon. I reckon you'll probably. You might see him. Um, there were talks of him last game of the season. We played them. Talks of him maybe making the move to Hellsley. I don't know if that's true, but I thought I'd just throw it out there anyway. Any anyone mentioned as a breakout player for the year? Maybe like someone like Joe Stanley, but I think he's getting to that age now where we we've spoken about him quite. a Quite a lot from Wolverhampton. He's he's. You mentioned him in the last podcast. Yeah, he's a young player to watch. He's very very consistent, good off spin bowler. Charlie Owen, top ten. Who was Amble? Who was yeah, he? Yeah, Charlie had a great. season. Charlie he had a really good season. season. I thought every time I looked, he seemed like he scored some sort of runs. Like yeah, Char- yeah. And took what, wickets. How many runs he end up with? Maybe six fifty. Come on, Benedict. Six six eighty. Uh, and with the ball, forget about the ball. Um, ben Lee's had a really good. Really strong finish with the bat. Scored a hundred against Pelsall, maybe got seventy odd against Dorridge, and I think now he's he's finished with all his school cricket, and you know he's now in the working world. He, you know, I think it, with without the pressure of maybe all the school cricket as well, I think he's, you're going to see him really go from strength to strength, scoring a lot of runs. I think you just got to find very, that very good player. You got to find that balance from when you finish playing cricket every day of the week. So how yeah. are you going to perform on a Saturday when he you're not playing cricket every day of the week? I found that difficult. Mm. He just but looked a lot more like just like relaxed and just like maybe maybe I, I don't want to say like maybe just enjoying his cricket a little bit more. But I think he's yeah he's definitely for the next few years he's definitely one to watch. Mm. And with the ball, uh, do you want me to go first? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, I, what I was impressed with uh, away at Kenilworth, uh, I thought T Rex bowled really really well. No, just Tom, goes for it, Tommy, doesn't he? Tommy he, does, so he does not back. He, he bounced. He bounced a few. I thought he. Um, I thought he. Bo- he thought he bowled really well. Obviously, Rudge was probably the standout. But he. He's young, uh, talented. I don't know, is he on Worcester's books? Is he or somewhere? Is he, he wants to be. Yeah, um, and then Zane as well. Again, you said it before. Well. I thought he was a fantastic all-round cricketer. He probably was. I'd say one of the better all-rounders in the league by a long way. Yeah. Definitely. For me, yeah, I'd say yeah, obviously Tommy Rex bowled well. He always seems to get wickets. Um, obviously with the new ball. We've already spoke about, we've already kind of spoke about Rudge Rhodes, um, Zane. I thought Andy actually had a very good season, being his first season and, you know, a very difficult bowler to face. Okay, so quick two questions just to finish up this segment in Division Two before we move on to Division One. If you were to sign one player from another team to your side this season, which player would it be? And second question would be, who are your favourites from last season? Who you think will uh, be most likely to go up next season? And we'll start with Andy. Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so in the seat. Cheers, mate. Cheers, mate. <laughs> we need a spinner. <laughs> Sam's perfect. Sh- shit banter, but great. Such a nice lad. He won't leave, mate. <laughs> hey. <laughs> T- take away, like, contracted players, I'd probably say someone someone like your James Rudges. Um, someone mm. with a little bit more pace. That's probably what we lack at Bridge North. Um, 
or you know maybe like your Jaden Levitt's who yeah. you know they go out and they score quickly and you're you're always guaranteed 800 plus runs from someone like that mm. so so maybe someone like that someone like someone at the top of the order who's going to get you 800 plus runs or mm. someone who's going to you know blow away one of the you know, top two so like back and up, up. in one word team who's your favourite for next season as of this moment go pre-signings and this is this is hard for Sam because he because he thinks everyone's going to finish everyone's going to finish fourth fourth Andy I can't I honestly can't I think that the league is so it's so up and down through the season I think Hellzone with the standout team the two teams coming down I don't know a lot about obviously Will's going to talk about them after but being new to the league, it's it's such a difficult you one. He said one word. <laughs> oh, he did, he, did, he did say one word. Warsaw, West Bromwich, Dartmouth. If you want to, like, uh, they're, they're both great sides and I actually really bigged up West Brom. Mm. Uh, I think we all time. did yeah, in the pre-season. Did. We like, thought really that they were going to be... Warsaw, you probably find we're a bit unlucky with, with mm. their abandoned games. They had a lot of games that were called off. And in our league, there was probably about four or five teams that could have gone down. Right. I so I think I think those yeah. those two teams will be the two strongest teams, and the, the two that come down from the league above, you've got to put them up there with the two strongest teams. Right. Can we start again? again? I've got one word. I'll, I'll say West. <laughs> <laughs> Go West. And I think that perfectly moves us on to Division One. So moving. on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. On to Division One. <laughs> <laughs> Sam polishes off his bag of crisps. <laughs> Tomato fucking head. Look at the state of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sending it to my missus. Andy taking photos of Sam for his missus, read into that what you will. So uh, we'll start off with uh, Berkswell, the champions of Division 1. Um, surprised by that? Not no. at all. <laughs> we, we, we called it, didn't we? Yeah. We called it. It was going to be um, the strongest side who puts out the strongest team week after week. I think that's what it's all about. They have a, a strong group of available players. You know, there are teams that have, if they put out their absolute best team every week, would win the league, but they don't. Berksville do. 
they put out the strongest team on the day week after week and that's why they've won the league was it now four times three times four times mm. and in quick succession and I think that's that's the reason for their success you know they, they um, they're a team that are very consistent in runs that they score first batting first batting second and areas that they bowl bowling first batting second lots of experience mm. uh, in the club professionals ex-professionals people that know what they're doing no surprise whatsoever yeah finished first this season finished first in 2019 finished first in 2018 finished first of that group last year uh don't yeah and they missed out didn't they missed out yeah on going all the way um but still arguably the better well, unsurprisingly the best team um, yeah. Finishing in second, we had Leamington. And uh, but before we go on to those relegated, I know we've already brought them up, but Walsall and West Bromwich and Dartmouth. Now West Bromwich and Dartmouth, a side who we kind of tipped to do well yes. before the season had started, finishing rock bottom with 148 points, quite a way off safety, with an average point per game of 7.05. Are you surprised by how badly they've done this season? Yes. From a personal point of view, I'm absolutely livid because there are two closest games. West Brom is one turning, Warsaw's two turnings. <laughs> and it's like they're, they're both, there are two away, like other than Schiffnell, there are two, they've got three away games under an hour. I'm furious that they've both gone down. It's like that's a real nice away trip, Warsaw and West Brom. Can I ever come back up, mate? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I remember, <laughs> I remember driving past Kenilworth to get to Leamington, and I still had 15 minutes to go. So that was that was demoralising. <laughs> but yeah, uh, quite surprised, um, especially with the sort of the the amount of signings that West Brom made, um, the quality of players both teams have. But I said just previously, I think there was, it got to the end of the season and there could have been four or five teams that could have been in that position. I don't think it's a team that's done so badly. Mm-hmm. I don't think either. I think it's harsh to say that the teams that have gone down have done so badly. I think it was a, a hard fight between four or five teams and two have to go down. And I think the two that went down... Warsaw are the most unlucky because of the amount of games um, that they're involved in with rain and COVID. I think there are a lot. I think they have. Yeah, I they, think they, had they five have five games abandoned. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of points. That when you know you've got a strong team, or you know you've got mm. players in your team that can win you games, you'd hope that you win five games, two of those. Yeah, I mean, you don't you win two, at, yeah. and two, they, would, they, two keeps you in the league. Due to weather or through COVID. Or because I think I think through the COVID, there was always someone that was going to get yeah. not not the rub of the green, but but have the harsh. Yeah, I know I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I know what you're trying to say. It's difficult. There was always somebody in either league, the division one or two, that was was going to suffer. Yeah, um, and it, it's just a shame for that club, really. You know, it's it's you know nothing you can do about it, really, can you? No, there's, there's nothing you can do about it now, and it's the rules that were put in place. Yeah. But I think if they could have, I think if you, if you were to put every single team plays every game with no abandoned, Warsaw don't go down. Yeah, I think you. I think you got to say that. Yeah, 
you look you look at the bottom sides and the bottom three have both had five and four abandoned uh not saying that that's made that's obviously from your your perspective you think that that's made a big difference but other teams have had two three you know the, the Kidderminster have the, had the least abandoned with two and they finished in third place obviously but it's it goes to both ways doesn't it you get if you get absolutely pumped or you know in regards to the covid abandoned games those are taken on average points now if you're playing a team who you're probably going to get beaten by then that and you're in good and you're and you're in good form then you know you know then you'll you kind of take you may take that whereas then if you're playing a team who you think you might beat then you know that you can look at that as points lost so it it goes either way and but that's 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 cricket in general in general isn't it you know so well yeah it always has been but with weather but not with that situation so you know i mean we spoke about it the league weather's weather in it last last season in division two obviously we missed Hales Owen and Himley and two of the teams in a way you'd, yeah, you wouldn't mind you wouldn't mind yeah, missing yeah, them yeah, two yeah. games yeah. so uh, you know I'm sure it's but yeah, yeah it depends how you look at it like if we were called off against Berkswell I don't think we'd ever say oh, oh got away with that one you know we, we we look back and say oh didn't get to play against Berkswell that year that's a shame you know that's how we look at it it's yeah. like you know and I, I imagine most clubs would look that you know I know you make the joke and say oh that's, that was a good one to miss and we probably make the same joke like if we didn't have a great season we'd like now, good job we didn't play against them that year because yeah. they were on fire at that time of year or whatever but you want to you want to play against everyone don't you want to get the most amount of cricket in your season so weather's always going to be a factor and most of the time if you're abandoned most of the clubs have a rain affected or something yeah. so you still, you still have yeah. No points. Um, but the way I've looked at it this season is, I mean, we had maybe five games rained off. You yeah. Get five points for that. It's pretty much a loss. It's something I haven't talked about yet. It's like we had a real bad patch at the start of the year, didn't we? Like we didn't know what was the season was going to be like, and then it was COVID affected, and then all of a sudden, like three, four games in. The heavens just opened, didn't they? And it was like people had like three games in a row abandoned. We had a game abandoned on the Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that. It's mental, That's it? bad, isn't it? It's like that. You know, you, you know, every single league official went down. It was like you're not playing a game yeah. of cricket here in a long time. Which, is, which was the most frustrating thing for me about last last well this season that's just been is in like the season before when we we're all unable to play because of COVID. Yeah. The weather was the Beautiful. would have been the greatest start to a cricket season yeah, ever. Exactly, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. you're allowed to play, and then it does nothing but. Was it, it down? down. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I know. It was really frustrating. Um, but yeah, so we're moving up, slightly up. We've got Ombersley, Smethwick, Mosley, who finished just above the drop on average points. It's, um, it's funny looking at it because we put Ombersley up there, didn't we? Mm. And Ombersley's a team that has probably made a lot of investment, a team that's made some signings. Um, and I think if you look at themselves and Smethwick, there's something that we can't look at. But if you look at the first third uh, of the season they were both at the top mm. I'm pretty sure they were both right up there everyone's like oh these teams are going to do well and look the ninth and 10th it's like it just shows how close this league is and what could happen um, Mosley were rock bottom at that point with us mm. so it, it, you know so those two teams are up the top and uh, us and you know at the halfway stage maybe and then you've got um, Shrewsbury and Mosley like yeah. propping up the table at the bottom at the I halfway mean, yeah, point it's you've like got well, Look, it, it, everything can turn itself on its head, can it? <laughs> you've got you've got twenty one points that separates Ombersley in tenth, 
and Barnt Green in fifth. And at, that's at nuts, the, isn't it? You know. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I think they're, they're both really competitive leagues, aren't they? It's unbelievable. I think, you know, keeping an eye on the, the league above, just anyone could be anyone on the, on the day. Mm. You know, there's a couple of standout teams, but in the middle, I think of both leagues, anyone could be anyone yeah. on their day. It's, I think what you've said there really is competitive cricket. we said it before, didn't we, about consistency. It like it really shows. So it it it, out, it outlines how good a season Leamington had, and how good a season Berkswell had. If anybody in that league could beat anybody, and the the league could turn itself on its head at any stage, for Berkswell to be out ahead for the entire time, that didn't apply to them. It like uh, teams were chopping and changing, going from second to fifth bottom to fourth like throughout a matter for a few weeks Berks will never move they were there the entire way and they never let it up I don't think I don't I don't know any particular time really that they dropped off the top spot no well you've got the stats mate <laughs> I don't though I don't I've got the I don't have like week to week stats maybe I'll keep them so looking at the mid mid table in division one then you've got Barn Green in fifth on 220 points uh, Shrewsbury in 6th on 219 and then Shifnal in 7th and 202 Shifnal having played a game less than Shrewsbury and Barn Green would you say that those three sides would feel disappointed finishing in that position or would you think what are our thoughts I think Barn Green would be disappointed I think they would have liked to have finished higher with, with um, I think Schiffnell would have liked to have finished higher. I know we would like to finish higher, but from a club's point of view, six is a great position to be from where we were. Yeah. We're really happy with where we finished. And, you know, it's funny to say, like, I think at one point this season, we were bottom, rock bottom with, like, at the halfway stage. Mm-hmm. And then five games later, with, like, seven games to play, we were third. And it's like, holy Christ, like, what could actually happen? Like, if we'd never lost the game... We would have won the league, and it's like it's really, really weird to think that, like, yeah. how the league can change. So it's hard to say, like, what's disappointing at the start of the season. To look at six, we would have loved to be in top four, but you know, to finish to finish in the in the top half after where we were, I'm really happy. But I think the other two sides mid table would probably would have been Schiffen would have been like to be top five, finish above us definitely. I know Muzz would say he would love to finish above Shrewsbury. I know that's a, that's for a fact. You want to you want to finish above your rival yeah. county club in the league, don't you? We, you know that's that's where you want to be. And yeah, exactly, a, yeah. And 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 Barn Green, I think we tipped as one of the teams. They they won it, didn't they, the year before, like the yeah. Williamson. So fifth is probably disappointing for them as well. Mm. I think. Oh, sorry, yeah. I think I think them alongside Nolan Dorridge and Berkswell were the three sides that were well. <laughs> the team who finished rock bottom with the four that we kind of tipped to have a good season. So three out of four in that kind of region yeah. isn't too yeah. bad. I think looking at that top four, Lamington and Kidderminster in that case, obviously both very good sides, but are we surprised to see them in the top two? Kidderminster are funny because they went through a stage of being up and down, like they were one of the best teams in Prem 1 and then got relegated the year after. Then they absolutely dominate um the uh, their league like no question nobody anywhere near them they come up and they then they'd finish 10th and then the year after they'd finish up there it's strange they've got but they had um they've got a 
a good group of lads, you know, like Neil Pinner probably had not one of his best years, but he didn't play that much, did he? Well, he pl- he played sixteen games, but he had an injury, so I think yeah, I think that affected his batting. Um, but Pardo played a few more. Pardo played a few, and Randy came back, and you know, I think uh, I was just looking at the bowling stats. Liam Weston's topped the wickets, I'm pretty sure for the for the league. You know, that forty five wickets. That's a lot of wickets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's uh, it's done really well, and I think that's probably got something to do with it. I think Steely at the top of the order is difficult to face as well. Um, I think uh, they just had. I think they probably had a good balance that. You know, it, it, yeah. it's it's not necessarily having a team where you think. Bloody! I look who we're playing this week, but a team of, of lads that are consistent enough to go and churn out results. And Leamington and Kidderminster, are, I think, are two real opposites. Yeah, massive got, opposites mm. in terms of character, you know, behaviour, personality. Kidderminster are a bunch of blokes, are they? They're, 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 yeah, <laughs> like you, I they're think good. I think are a good bunch of. I, I enjoy like we all we had a good chat after their place. Like we stayed for quite a while and talked to them and. You know, it was a good laugh and got on with them really well. And we did the same with Leamington. Leamington absolutely, like, pumped us at their place. It was embarrassing. <laughs> it's my worst ever defeat since I've been that playing cricket. Yeah. I've I've been, I, it's my heaviest that. defeat. I've been playing cricket for uh, 20... Did they get 390? Four did years. Get, did they get 390? Uh, well, we'll find out. In a yeah, hang on. What did I write down? I wrote down a season review. I'm going to go through it in a minute. What did I say about the... Just uh, look under uh, worst day of my life. Uh, no, no, I just wrote <laughs> shite show versus Leamington. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just ask, um, on like a personal note with Shrewsbury, yeah. what, what would you say turned your season round? Um, Red Bull cricket? No. It was, it was funny because we never played... I don't think we ever played badly. The only time we played really, like, like you say you had a bad game, you played poorly as a team, was that Leamington game. We were poor. Mm. There was, uh, like, uh, in the field, with the ball, with the bat, every single aspect of our game was poor, and the heavy defeat showed it. But the other games, um, if, all, if, like, we start the season really well, um, we beat K&D. What a great, like, one of the best teams in the league. We came out there and we had put out a really good performance, difficult batting pitch, got to a good total, and then came up and proved it with the ball. Um, and then we won in the Williamson, and then we had a bad run of games. So we lost against Ombersley. Andrew Mee got 100 to win in the game. He dropped in four times. Uh, we didn't get the score that we wanted with the bat. We threw it away. Um, got rained off. We had a rain effect game uh, against Kitty, and we fell short. We tried, but we fell short. Um, and then we just, it, it, there were games that we were throwing away. And it wasn't the fact that it was, we were playing poor. It was uh, 20% of our game lost us, lost us the match in total. So we will play good. We'll play a good first half. We'll open our first 25 overs. The second in, innings are good. Then we have a 10 over period where we lose the game. And that's what was happening, and we could ne- we recognised that ourselves, and we were like, oh, "This is where we're losing the game. We're just we're not we're at like seventy percent, whereas teams that win a lot of games can win games at eighty, eighty-five percent. Where you know, but where we are is slightly below where we need to be, and we knew that, and we just upped it. And part of that had to do with availability. We had okay. lads come in who really boosted our team. You so know, was, was it was it personnel that really? Yeah, it did, but I still we never. But as a group of players, like we weren't far off. You know, we weren't far. We weren't. Yeah, we did have a young side, and and even with that young side, we weren't we weren't getting hammered. 
by teams by all means so we so we were never it's never like a you know when you sit in the change room after a few heavy defeats and it's silent and your all heads are looking at the ground you think well what the fuck are we going to do what are we going to do here to turn our season around I don't think we really had that sort of discussion it was like we always had the belief that look look if we we win next week and we figure out something the week after we replicate it you, all of a sudden you're in a run and we did that eventually we did that I think it was a similar thing in the Schiffnall dressing room because we've obviously got a mole in the Schiffnall dressing room who tells us a few things as well and he you know he was complaining obviously that there weren't as many players as available as normal due to illness injuries various other bits and bobs and that's obviously affected their season as well we talk about consistency with performance but how much consistency availability has taken an effect on this season as well do you think I mean, uh, look, I wrote I wrote down what happened in our season, and we lost one, two, three, four games, one being like a losing draw in a row, and that's when we really found ourselves down the bottom. And then uni kind of finishes. Lewis Evans came back from his trip. Um, the school finished. Rodri Evans came back from working at school. George Hargrave came back from uni, and it's like. They're, they're scored a ton at Lords. Not not, not bad players to come not back. Bad players to come back. No, but like even even if they hadn't have come back, <laughs> even if they hadn't have come back, I feel like there would have been something that mm. we could have put together to turn it around. Mm. Having said that, I don't think anyone could have done some of the things that mm. those players did. We threw away a loss to Berkswell Swiftly in the halfway point that. of the season. Now, there was a point in the season where there was a big out COVID outbreak in like Worcester Warwickshire and they all pulled their players. They pulled every single player and it hit us hard, but it hit Berkswell even harder. And they had to pull in some players on the Friday night and it was the side that they turned out was one of the weakest sides I've ever seen Berkswell turn out. And we were like, this is ours for the taking and we believe, we really believe we're going to win that game. And we threw it away. We really did throw it away. And it's like we never should have lost that game. Um, credit to Berks. Like, like you have a team that's on a winning run. You know, you find those, you find those kind of wins. We've been in that. those situations where we had no right winning a game of cricket, but we did. Yeah. And like that's, you find yourselves in that. And yeah. Berks, well, you know, are on the right end of that. Uh, but then, uh, but after that, we sort of like, I think that was the point where we we're like, that was our turning point in the season. So looking at Division One. Which team do you think has underperformed and which team do you think has overachieved in 2021? I think you've got to say Leamington would class themselves as overachieving because, but you didn't really know what they could do. None of us really knew what they could do. But they're a team that, they just seem like a, a group of lads, mates, lads, out on a night out. Is the best way I can see it, they and they've stumbled. They're, they're like they're, they're like a group of mates on a on a night out who've stumbled across a game of cricket. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that, that's how they Keep see it. Cool, easy, easy. Can we get them? Can we they're get all, them on? they're all characters, like but class, they're all they're all. The only thing I can really say about them is they're all in it together, right. and it's like they they're in it they're in it hard. They're in it for all the way. They play one way, and it worked for them. Uh, and also, their pro was class. Oh, he was like every when he came here, and he only got he got seventy here, I think. And when I came off, the only thing everyone anyone could say was that lad could play. Yeah. 
and then you got Craig, a, Craig Miles played quite a few as well, didn't he? Yeah, and it's which uh, helps. It, their pro got hundred against us at their place as well, and they got when they got three hundred and three hundred and a million, whatever it was <laughs> they got. <laughs> and it's like it, I mean, like Ollie Ollie Curl, he did it with bat and ball, didn't he? And then yeah, he, and he, did, then he yeah. went to Oxfordshire and did the same, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. So like, I think they've got they have they've got a group of talented cricketers, and they're all they're all on the same wavelength, and they're all sort of invested in the same mentality and what they want to do as a team. So I think that's important. Like they're all they're all there as a group. Yeah. That makes a huge difference. Where you're not just a group of like three three like you've got three lads who are there for the crack. You've got two lads who are being really serious. You've got three people who just like club cricket and you've got another two who are being paid. Yeah. You've got you've got eleven lads who are all in for the same reason. You've I think that makes a huge difference in the team. Yeah, you've got Oliver Coral who's scored 615 runs at an average of 43.93 but then also taking, but he's not gone and nerdled it but then take, he goes, yeah. he, he at goes 140 in, yeah. we dropped him first ball of him trying to hit it hit it back into Kenilworth yeah. and it's like and, and we dropped him first ball and second ball he hit it exactly where he wanted to do it first ball it's like that's, <laughs> it's, that's just the way they play and then he's also picking up 35 wickets and then you got Umar Sadiq Khan who's scored 556 runs at 34 but he's also scored a thou- over a thousand runs in the season combined. It's a recipe for success. Yeah, but just two hundred against us. I've got to say, by the way, we we, we did have a, a little day out uh, the web lads. We got in that finals day of a T Twenty, and we got beat by Smethwick in the semi in the semi final. I've got to say, they're a lovely bunch. And they're a good yeah. side. Um, I'm very impressed with some of their batsmen. But uh, Leamington Spa turned up. <laughs> we were like. Who are these lads? They were loose. <laughs> they, they're lo- literally. A gr- like, uh, yeah, yeah, they are loose. They are and they loose, turned yeah. up and they strolled across the cricket pitch and it just looked like a group of lads had just been out on an all-night bender. Not even gone home. Not even, not even gone home. And literally, they've just shower changed, bang, out straight I out think the they'd be thrilled to know that this is our perception. <laughs> I think they're like, yes. First time I've seen them. First I time fucking seen them. love Leamington. I've never even... And I've got to be honest. It's Waggy's club, isn't it? I, I looked, Get I, in touch, I Leamington. We'll you sponsor you. We'll put I, some money yeah, behind the club. Money. And I don't know who won. I think... I'm pretty sure Leamington were going to win the semi-final. I don't even know who won that. The, the 2020. Who won the 2020? Leamington, the loosest team of... T- <laughs> oh, definitely. Who, who, won the, who won the T20 finals day? I can't. I, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we saw Leamington before. I would have loved Welcome to, to play the Calcutta Pocket. I would, I would have loved to play them. But we do our research. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a great game and a great piss up after. I think. I think if you if you're looking at overachievers, if you look at the team that they had to put out most weeks, Shifnal probably looked uh, not from the start of the season, but I reckon halfway through. Looking at the way they were going about their cricket, opening the bowling with two spinners. Yeah, that's true. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and they probably made the best of a bad situation. Steve, Steve yeah. Leach being injured for pretty much the whole season. Trigg not being available. Jack Twigger mainly playing twos because he couldn't bowl. Mm. Yeah. Um, for them to... Kind opening of the batting with your dad. Did they? No, yeah. we didn't play one. I don't think he did. No, two. Twos. No. Twos. He twos. played in the twos. Yeah, yeah that's what I was saying. Open yeah. the baton with your dad <laughs> in the twos. But I think... We had a great day. <laughs> I think for, um, you know, the the way it kind of fell for them, to finish where they did, I think they'd be yeah, pretty happy right. with that yeah, one. Probably right, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If they did well. If they how you did really well was Robbie Clark. He had a really good season. He Robbie got important runs. He got he? he got nearly five hundred runs. Yeah, Robbie yeah, got important. That's a really runs. good. That's a successful Stood season. And, yeah. yeah, and Zavi 
kind of he had a really good start, didn't he, with the white yeah. ball? And then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gets he gets a few wickets now and again. With uh, especially the, against the us, Christ he alive! Seven, he hit seven for against you. He's uh, I think his last three games against us, he's got five, six, and seven. Because I know you're all thinking it at home. Um, Smethwick won the T20. Yeah, I thought they I thought they did by nine wickets against Leamington. They bowled yeah. Leamington out for eighty and then knocked it off one down in the fourteenth <laughs> right, uh, over. I, I knew Smethwick were going to win. I Took him fourteen won. overs. <laughs> Minefield. Who who did Leamington play in the semi final? Oh fucking hell, mate! Because <laughs> <laughs> we did stay to watch, and we had a few. We got a bit loose and had a few samosas. It was amazing. It's the best day out. You sounded a bit. You sounded a bit like Neil Warnock. The best day out. <laughs> the good lads. Was, good lads. Where, where good game. It? So moving on to the stats. In top of the batting is Atik Javid of Berkswell with 745 runs. Andrew Mead. With 685, Alex Phillips with 674, Dominic Harding 617, Oliver Cole 615, Ben Chapman Lily 595. Ben, Got ben, in. ben Ben Chapman Lily. Man, man. He batted so slow against us, we just didn't know what to talk to him about. So we were like, "What's your middle name? Is it also Ben?" So <laughs> and he found it really funny. Really <laughs> so that was for the rest of the game. He batted for ages, and we were just like, "All right, Ben Ben." <laughs> Gurinder Singh, who I think is the batsman you're talking about for Smethwick. Yeah, um, he's a very, he's, he's very 581 good, very good, yeah. runs. Well, he's, he's, he's a top player. player. Umar Sadiq yeah, Khan, really we've good, mentioned yeah. him, 556. MG Pardo, 550. And Billy J. Cox, 526 in 10th. In, with the bowling, Liam Weston, 45 wickets for Kiddy. Uh, Gareth Andrew, 38 for Ombersley. Chris Steele of Kidderminster, 38. Gurinder Singh, again, 35. Oliver Coddle, again, another person who shows up on both with 35. Robbie Shermer, 34. Jordan Bullpit and Chris Cheslin, both on 33. Grant Thornton on 30. And Ali Awan on 28. So, Will, who have been the standout bowlers and batsmen for you this season? Not necessarily on the stats, but who have been the players who have stood out for you this season in Division 1? You look at the teams in second and third, they've got several players in the top 10 there. All the teams in the top three have got more than one or two players in the top 10 for batting and bowling. In fact, uh, some of them have them in both. So that that's pretty standout. And if you want to look at the difference, we're mid-table and our uh, top bowler and batters are finishing in the lower 20, like the, the lower towards the th- almost towards 30, 30th in the league mm. rather than the top 10. So I think that that's, that's quite a clear indication of where teams are. To be honest, if you, 500 runs, this is a bowler's league. Mm. And it's about the bowler's leagues. I think um, just the way the the pitches are they're not bad pitches I don't mean that in any way like I don't think they're bad pitches I just think they do a lot for bowlers it mm. doesn't make it a bad wicket it doesn't it just means that it's slightly biased on the bowler side and I'm not saying that coming is a cricket's batter, a bowler's game Will cricket well, is yeah, a bowler's game is isn't, batter, isn't it isn't it is it it is a bowler's game I think if you were to look <laughs> yeah ask Sam that I think you should, <laughs> give I think him a white ball yeah. I think you look at the volume of volume of runs always has been I think if you look at the volume of runs that come from the leagues up north and down south, they're much higher than ours, I think. Mm. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but that's just uh, mm. the way it is. I think if you can have two or three players getting above 400 runs, 
I think you're going to have a good season. If you can get two or three players in the 20 wickets column, you're going to have a really good season. So, Peter Clark, the leading wicket-taker for Shrewsbury Cricket Club in 25th. But the question I want to ask you, Will, is where would Mike Barnard have been in this list if he'd have had a decent second slip? Where would Mike Barnard have been in this list if he had and a decent slip. second slip? Can you please tell us, Ollie? <laughs> How many did you say you dropped in a row until you caught that one? I think it was nine. <laughs> I love it. But but not no, I caught catches in between. Yeah. It was nine in a row off Mike. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone like all brilliant. of you listening, the lads who played against Mike and know how he reacts to certain situations. <laughs> yeah, imagine dropping nine catches in a row off Mike Bar. <laughs> Mike, you just need to bowl straight in. <laughs> Do you buy him a pint every time or? You just hide, hide away from him. Nah, nah. Just tell me, you just got to get on with it, haven't you? You got to, you got to nick it the first, you mate. Nick it the first, mate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, you know, like I go with your field, mate. If you want me a second slip, you want me, yeah, like I'll be. It's your fault, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Will, after all that, who is your standout? Who are your standout players? Uh, Attic's had a very good season. Uh, Andrew Mead, obviously a very good player. Um, I think Dom Harding's had a pretty good season um, and probably if you're going to look at Carroll uh, being in the top 10 for both I think that's pretty outstanding and I think to get 45 wickets for Liam Weston is you know that's you know 40 wickets 45 that's a pretty good achievement in this league you know you don't see that uh, you know too often so you know that's pretty that yeah that they're probably the standouts you know I think they've had really good really good years in those forty five wickets as well only one five wicket haul as well which kind of I guess makes it a little bit more impressive yeah I think um, it just shows someone who just is not like an impact bowler who can he doesn't open the bowling usually bowls first change and he's actually quite a good death bowler so I don't know if he picks up wickets at the end um, but he he seems like a guy who's you know he's never going to blow a side away but he picks up wickets and goes at low economy rates bowls like a slightly heavy ball very grumpy which he'd probably agree with always stares at me <laughs> stares at me when i try and cut him off middle in leg <laughs> like, yeah. yeah yeah i think uh yeah yeah i think it's like it just like you said before it's uh, i just i just keep saying the word consistency it just shows it just shows that you know, these players who pick up regular wickets all through the season keep you in games. Mm. Yeah. And standout youth player for this season? Everyone seems, um, everyone's youthful to me now. <laughs> um, 10 games, an average of 51. That sounds pretty good. Jacques Banton. Yeah, sounds pretty good. Got himself a contract. Got himself into he? the Worcester side this season as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Never heard of you're probably right. You've done more research than me. I mean, the the only thing I'd say, uh, the standout thing for the season was the last game for us. We played Shifnal to finish the season. It was a complete dead rubber. So I challenged Muzz to a game of 11-a-side football for the warm-up. No cricket <laughs> allowed. No cricket allowed from I both sides. I saw this. Set up the goals and, and everything. Had, uh, Amazing. Full, we had full goals play, uh, down one side of the pitch. Yeah, some players bought boots. Yeah, were, I, I am sure. Can we talk about the story about this? Because wasn't it, didn't it all go past, doesn't it all go back to a coin toss one week when a side, one of the sides bought out a team which was probably a better football team than well, the this is team. the this is the This is the week. 
So it, it, it's the last game of the season. It's like, so I challenged, it was, we both knew we were safe. We both knew we pretty much couldn't move in the position we were in the league. It's the last game of the season. So I said, listen, Muzz, we could take it as seriously as we want or we will do when it comes to the cricket. But the warm-up, do you fancy a game of 11 aside? The winner claims the toss. He said yes. (laughs) (laughs) He he was always I, I turned up at training on the Thursday and I said to everybody, bring your boots because we're playing for the toss on Saturday against Schiffnell football I've never seen a bunch of lads more excited (laughs) they were like that's class so we all turned up we had full goals corner flags uh our coach refed (laughs) and uh we had a full I think it was uh it wasn't 11 side it was 10 on 10 VAR no VAR Um, I think Muzz was really Muzz was really happy with his goal I think yeah Muzz scored yeah Yeah. really happy what was the final score though it was 2-0 to Schiffnell Oh. Yeah. Anyone, any standout Swifty got to be Swifty played well in the middle that and that's about all I can say for our side is, is it true um, we were so poor but Schiffnell had some questionable selection decisions yeah. on that day there were some good footballers in their side like I've not seen play much cricket before Howie all anybody Zavi Zavi turned up with shin pads oh wow. <laughs> Swifty keeps telling me that he's a box-to-box midfielder. Is that is that true? That's only if he doesn't know what a circle is. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. I'll tell you what, this podcast, if Wem listen to this, they're going to get so excited because... <laughs> They're pretty good at football. Yeah, well, I know. Yeah, um, that would be. That would be. I'd, oh, I'd, no, I'd never challenge it. You'd win yeah. many challenges. Even with me and Zim in a team, they'd do fucking well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you if now. Pe- you and Zim would be Pe- right and left back. If Peely's playing that week, we're not challenging you. Honestly, watching them in the warm-up first twenty minutes, we play football, and Matt Cohen and Chris Peel are absolutely outrageous uh, uh, when cricket club probably the best footballing cricket side in the Birmingham oh yeah I reckon uh, they put that I, oh definitely I'll tell you what hey, definitely. the old, the old yeah. dog not playing when for the toss the old no dog chance. Martin Davis just hovers around up top up anyone who plays cricket in football socks has to be good at football oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> Matt Cohen has outrageous socks by the way outrageous <laughs> and think, boxes think, terrible I think Waggy's, um, I think Waggy's a bit of a footballer oh mate Waggy will he? love it I tell you what though Martin Davis he, he just sniffs around the box and just bags he just and, it, and it, he'll tell you oh I've got 400 non-league goals all that sort of bollocks but he is unbelievable honestly absolutely <laughs> they're brilliant he's some football his time, it, right? okay. it, was a, it was a great it was a great game to be fair and uh, we played we played um, 50 minutes <laughs> like, Jen, like, <laughs> like we played That's a proper the lads were sweating the lads were sweating it was a proper game of football like people were diving in and it was like it was great and it, like that's, that's all we could talk about all week was the football and it's like it's like no, we've never done this before and ever oh I no th- we've got to I play thought, a game of cricket afterwards I thought like the club would be like frown on it a little bit oh this is a little bit and it's like nah sound like last game of the season there's nothing riding on it let's do it was let's it actually on, on the pitch here on the, on the outfield yeah oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was a, fu- it was a full on I asked um I think we had. Uh, I asked the umpires to run the line, and they refused. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they made us toss yeah. for real, just in case any officials are actually listening. We didn't really play for the toss; we tossed for real, yeah. <laughs> just to go into the game. <laughs> but uh, like Schiffnell, um let's put it this way: it was a road. Schiffnell won two nil, and uh, we bowled first. <laughs> <laughs> 
a good day had by all. Um, Zabby got 150. So let's move ourselves on to our penultimate section. So moving on to the penultimate, penultimate. segment. We asked you, the listeners, for some questions. And this is what you've come up with. So our first question is what do you think Hales Owens' chances are in Division 1 after being convincing champions of Division 2? I think we, we touched on this earlier. I think they will I think they'll do well. They've got a strong squad. I think they might need to invest in a couple of players. If they get like a real strong overseas, I think they could be very very good. I think maybe the spin department they need a top class mm. spinner. I think that's what they miss. In seam bowlers, they're they're very well equipped. So doesn't Cabo do everything? Cabo, he didn't really bowl this year. So did he not? No, he, he, no, I don't think he bowled that much. No, so I think yeah, I think a top class spinner and uh, maybe an overseas that scores yeah scores them those you know maybe eight hundred plus runs. Seven hundred. I think everyone kind of contributed last year, mm. but I think if they have a couple of maybe standout. Uh, players in those departments they'll do very very well okay next question from Sub Scott uh, says is money taking over the Birmingham League and should there be limits on how much a club can spend on players to stop teams constantly winning leagues Uh, I don't think you can police money and I think your team is only as good as how well they perform and money really doesn't have any bearing on how well a player performs so Agreed. if you've got a team of players who perform really well, it will cost nothing. But money money yeah, can't build a side that overnight. That itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it can't build a side overnight. Money doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win anything. Mm. No, in, it in, in, in any sport, you could have a team that are played together for... You look at, uh, take for example, the Wem boys I play with every Saturday. They play together because they're best mates. And yep. money, money can't buy that. Okay, and next one comes from Alex Biddle, who says, which of the sides do you think the promoted sides will spend the most cash? Werfield. Werfield. I think for Werfield, I think if they, you know, they're the kind of guys, they're the guys who got them into the league. I think they deserve the chance to mm. perform in that league. And I think the way they kind of go about things with, you know, you know, they sometimes open the ball and will spin and do things a bit differently. I think, I think they will surprise a few people. So I think they'll they'll do well. I think if they invest probably too much and get too too many players in, I think it might ruin them a little bit. So would they stay up if they don't sign? What do you reckon? Yeah, because I, I said they will. Yeah, I, I think they will. Yeah, hundred percent. I think they'll be they'll be do. They're an aggressive club. Aren't they'll they? do yeah, something. They they'll do something quite yeah. similar to Wem. Yeah, they they're just they're quite a positive club and they they um and they back themselves as well. So. Mm. I, I think they'll do quite well. They'll do quite similar to Wem, I think. So we shall see. And next question. I won't give the full username of this one, um, but we'll say his name is Ben. And he says, what are the chances of Seb Scott scoring any runs this year? <laughs> I'll answer. I, I won't give you what he answered. but um, I read it and he said none. <laughs> he yeah. What do you reckon, Will? I think you'll do Who's right. he play for? I think, <laughs> I think he, play, he, he plays the hell zone. And I think I, was, I saw him back once this year and he got out to Dave Exel. So Wait, <laughs> that doesn't mean... It could be any player. I got, I got out to Dave Exel. He must be brilliant. I was going to say, from what, how we describe Dave, Dave Exel and jet, the brilliance of Dave Exel, like, he could get 100. 
but okay. he's still good at today. If Seb, if Seb keeps working on his game, next, he could score a lot of runs. Next question <laughs> is um, from Robert. Um, and he says, Graham Wagg. So, <laughs> is that uh, it? Is that Graham it? Wagg okay. question mark. <laughs> so, yeah. Andy, Graham Wagg. Yeah. Great, great addition. Can't wait to have a few beers with him. Fantastic. Um, next question. Guy. I think he's kind of Everything in Wem, when you say few, it, uh, you times it by four. 50. <laughs> <laughs> next one is from Matt, yours, Matt, Harsh, Matt Hartshaw, 91. He says, will Andy Harrison get a bowl this season with all the new signings? Well, I think I might be struggling, to be honest with you. Um, but every team needs someone that bowls four tomorrow now, so... <laughs> why not and the final one from Davis says if you play for Bridge North does that guarantee you a place in the Shropshire team this season that's obviously someone who's been offered uh, cricket at Bridge North next season he's obviously weighing up his options Sam um, no it doesn't lock us no I know <laughs> I know, I know, I know exactly. Who, I, I know exactly who that is. Who's, um, I know exactly who that is. Who's uh, asked that question? But I can tell you for now. Now, for now, <laughs> for now. <laughs> <laughs> oh the someone's had a few uh, clean, uh, uh, clean uh, I'll tell you for why. Take this um, other San Miguel. I'll tell you. I had, li- I had literally no say whatsoever on the sl- uh, on the Shropshire team last year. There was a selection committee, and for some reason, the captain wasn't on it. So. I had no say on that, and if there, if every original player was in the Shropshire side, then I think Antoine and Dave Exxon might have got a gig last year. So, no, if you play for Bridgenorf, you don't automatically get a game in the Shropshire team. So, shove that That's quite honest. a bold that thing to say, that actually. Quite serious. <laughs> <laughs> that was serious from him, wasn't it? Yeah, I know. Because I, I <laughs> it's, it's a shit right, question. If you want to... If you want to breach away from the Birmingham League here, <laughs> you are the Shropshire captain. Mm. Yeah. So that's quite a big thing for you to say Yeah, to the public. What, for me to say that I didn't have any say in the Shropshire Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fin- As the final, captain. The final yeah, question, um, moving it away from that, is... Uh, <laughs> The final, the final question is obviously one someone's obviously seen the photo of us tonight. Um, they've asked, has Harry Chandler finally been axed? From no, Shop- he's just Shropshire off. or the podcast. <laughs> no, he's uh, he hadn't um, he hadn't re- uh, researched his thesaurus for tonight. <laughs> so normally when he turns up, he's got about four different phrases he tries uh, to wing in there somewhere. Uh, he's the he's learnt a couple of new words which cast. he puts in there. Last like, I listened to the last podcast and there was three words. I didn't know what they meant, so there's no way that he knew what they meant. <laughs> and La- last time I saw Harry Chandler in town, he honestly was dressed like fucking Delroy. He, <laughs> he looked the bollocks he did, honestly, in town. Big jacket, oh, he looked hilarious. And he said, well, to be fair, if anyone doesn't know, we're recording on a Friday, yeah. and this Harry is Chandler. the, uh, when we asked everyone's availability for the podcast, uh, Harry Chandler said, I can do. Um, I can only do Fridays, and he's not available today, and it's a Friday. So, cheers for that, yeah, Chando. Fifth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Because uh, I said uh, we were trying to get availability, and we said, uh, "Well, who can do what days for the podcast?" And went around everybody, and said, oh, "I can do any day, mate. I'm available any day." It's saying we're going to do uh, this Friday. So, I can't. My way all week, all weekend, mate. Oh, so, ah. so you're not available every day, then are you, mate? <laughs> Um, his, his new nickname at Wem is Chief uh, Chief Wiggum. Chief from, Wiggum. Yeah, what from Simpsons? From Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> the kills, the kills. Ah, he, was fat. he goes, Hey Earl, give me some donuts. 
<laughs> oh, chocolate never comes out, see? That's, <laughs> That's how he's nicknamed. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Are you meant to walk uh, with traffic or against traffic? <laughs> Oh, this is so wasted. Swifty's the biggest like Simpsons oh. fan in the world. Oh, <laughs> he I knows all it. the quotes. <laughs> I hope we don't get copyright from Fox. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I think that moves us on to our final section. So, yeah, we promise not to wait so long for the next podcast and we will be doing the next one pretty swiftly as we look to try and get as many podcasts in as possible. Thank you again for listening and if you do have any questions or or even if you do want to get involved with the podcast, do get in touch because we will be looking to get some guests on from various other clubs in the Birmingham League and get your thoughts across. We are looking to be doing some Ashes podcasts and obviously if you are based in Shropshire as well, we will still be doing our Shropshire League podcasts and we are also looking to carry on our West Midlands Ladies League cricket podcast as well so if you are interested in those feel free to have a look at those you can follow us on facebook instagram twitter following at cow corner pod and at cow corner podcast and following and listening to the podcast on soundcloud apple podcast and spotify anyway moving on that was slick (laughs) no fuck-ups whatsoever Concentration in his face is unbearable. Did you notice? Like we went silent because, like, oh, hang on, he hasn't fucked up. Here. Yeah. You need to be. <laughs> Maybe we should be quiet for once. <laughs> Sam, Sam is literally holding his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> we do have cow corner Christmas jumpers, which if people are interested in, we will roll that. Will Parton did um, fashion them very well tonight. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. I realised it was staying on, the, on my left sleeve. I thought, hmm, have I washed this since last Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>. no, no. <laughs> They're okay to wear from next week, so it's all good. Um, but anyway, yeah. So if you are interested in getting involved or interested in cow corner jumper, do get in touch. But yeah, all that this leaves me to say is. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you. Thank you very much, Will. Thank you, all the breast. And thank you very much, Andy. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for listening. And we'll find you on the next episode. Fuck it! It's going so well. <laughs> Try again. And we'll catch you on the next episode at the Cow Corner Podcast at Birmingham League Show. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 